0: Hey everyone, it's Jamie Crozier here and welcome to the Organize Like a Pro podcast. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. Today, we are going to talk about health insurance. And this is actually something I know very little about. So I wanted to do some digging and I wanted to learn a little bit more. So today on the podcast, we have a special guest. His name is Scott Dowling, and he is going to talk to us about getting 100% covered. How not to fear the high deductibles and about investing in an HSA. Now, before we get too far in over our heads or before we go right to the interview, let me tell you a little bit about Scott. Scott has served insurance and benefit clients in the United States, large and small, over the past more than 30 years. And he helps them reach their goals, whether it be to purchase, design, or distribute insurance to cover employees and members, or to earn non-dues or non-interest income for a sponsoring enterprise. Scott has worked for some of the largest insurance company carriers in both the employee benefits space as well as the sponsored or affinity insurance markets. He has also served brokers and third-party administrators, including the one that he himself founded in the late 1990s. Noted for shifting the paradigm and not taking no for an answer, Scott is currently working on plans utilizing the newly announced rules from the U.S. Department of Labor pertaining to the definition of commonality of interest and its implications availing the insurance of group health insurance through associations. Scott first began his work with Association Health Plans, also known as AHP, when legislation was first introduced to the U.S. House of Representatives in the late 1990s. Now, if you're listening to this uh, right now, depending on when you're listening to it, I should give you a little side note here that the state of New York versus the U.S. Department of Labor is still pending in the U.S. Court of Appeals. So AHPs remain a little bit in limbo in most states. Scott has volunteered his time with many school and sports organizations in Chicago, where he resides with his wife and three college-aged children. He holds a bachelor's degree from Marquette University and a Master of Business Administration degree from the University of Notre Dame. So that is an impressive resume right there, and I feel so honored to have had some time to talk with Scott, and the first thing I said to him when we talked about it is, you really, for me, have to bring this down to my level. Make it super simple, let's just talk about your top three tips from someone who has no idea what I should be looking for when I am looking at my health insurance, and that's where he got his three tips of, number one, get 100% covered, number two, don't fear the high deductible, and number three, invest in an HSA. So let's tune into the interview. Well, Scott, I am super excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Uh, It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: One thing that I am learning on this is while I feel like I'm an expert in organization, I have a lot of um, things missing, a lot of weaknesses. And knowing about health insurance is one of those. My husband is the one who takes care of all of that. But I think it would be helpful for me and maybe some of our listeners to know some of the basics of health insurance. And Scott, I listened to your bio and you are the person for us to talk
1: to. Well, uh, It's very nice of you to say, Jamie, but uh, health insurance is not as difficult as it's made out to be. I know there's it, it's sort of like uh, speaking Latin and the Latin mass and everything else that had gone on. If you put it in English, everybody understands it. Well, if you break insurance down, or health insurance in particular, and you get rid of all of the clutter and you basically break it down into very, very small bits and pieces, you can easily understand it. There's way too much stuff that's out there. It's easy to break down. That's what I try to do is strip away all the clutter. I would say, you know, the goal is to get 100% covered. And by getting 100% covered, what I mean is if you have... Any kind of claim, for whatever reason, it's completely paid for. And you understand why it's paid for and how it's paid for. And you set that up and get organized in the beginning when you've got your policy. The policy hasn't started yet. So the policy is not going to take place until January 1st. That's when it's going to start. But all the information is given to employees, by and large, in October, November, well ahead of time. When you want to get 100% covered, if you break everything down between... You know, there's deductibles and co-payments and co-insurance and all of that stuff. Ignore the co-payments and ignore the co-insurance. The only thing you really need to focus on is your deductible and then what's covered after that. As soon as the plan kicks in, and the plans can kick in and pay 100 percent of the costs. So when you're looking at your plan design when you're getting started and you're you're going through all your material that the employer's given you, you're going to look at: Can I get a high deductible health plan? Can I get one that's got 100% coinsurance? And that 100% coinsurance basically means that you don't have any expense in the coinsurance piece. And then once you get your high deductible set up, that's the amount of money that you have to pay in any year. So if you get a, let's say you've got a deductible for $3,000, that's, that's the amount of money that you're going to have to spend on your claim when the claim comes in. So if you've got 100% covered after $3,000, you know that you're going to be paying $3,000. You set up a health savings account to go along with that high-deductible health plan, and you can pre-fund that $3,000. So now you've got your budget taken care of for the year. You know how much the premium is going to cost on a plan. You know you've got $3,000 out of pocket, and that's your budget for the year. The fact that we have health savings accounts and high-deductible health plans makes it completely budgetable for 12 months.
0: So before before we really started recording this and we were just chatting to kind of get to know each other, something that you said to me stuck out is you're, you said, you know, no one should fear the high-deductible. What What did you mean by that? Because in my mind, I think I might... I might fear it because not everyone just has um, income or money laying around. So my first impression would be the lower deductible is what I want to go for. But why shouldn't I do that?
1: Well, there's an inverse relationship between the amount of premium that you pay on a monthly basis and the the amount of the deductible. The higher the deductible, then the less the insurance company feels that they're going to have to pay for a claim. So they're going to charge you up front in your premium. So the high deductible plan is going to have a lower premium than if you had one that, let's say it's a $500 deductible. They're going to charge you that difference in the premium up front, and you won't be able to get that back.
0: So something I think I hear you saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I hear you saying with a high deductible, when I look at that that number, whatever it is, let's say it's you know, $1,400, 1500 2800 5000 whatever it is. If I don't choose that and I go with without that, I am most likely guaranteed to be paying more on my premiums. But if I choose the high deductible, I will be guaranteed to be paying less on my premiums and only a possibility that I would even need to pay my deductible if something even should happen. That's correct. So there's a really good, you know, especially if someone's overall healthy, there's a really good um, opportunity there that you may not even need to pay anything into your deductible and you've received low premiums simply because you chose that plan.
1: Correct. Now, I can go further than that. If you do fund your health savings account, and some employers will contribute towards your health savings account for you as well. They may put in $100 a month or $50 a month or something like that. You can contribute to your HSA in total Okay, so you can put in $5,800 for the year and you get to keep that at the end of the year. That's your money. It goes into your account. It's in your name. It's trans- it, it doesn't matter if you switch employers, it continues on. In order to fund your HSA, you need to have an eligible high-deductible health plan. So if you have an H- HSA set up, you're with a plan right now with the employer that you work for now or you're an individual and you have it now and you're eligible to contribute, you can contribute. Next year, if you go on a different plan that doesn't have a high deductible health plan option, you cannot contribute to your HSA, but you can still utilize it and it's still in your name and it's still in your account. And when you spend the money in your HSA, you're not taxed on it when you use it. When you use the money in your 401k, when you, when you extract the money from your 401k, you're getting taxed at the regular income tax rate at the time you take it out. But with an HSA, you're not getting taxed in the future, either
0: so just to clarify exactly what an HSA is, my understanding it's a health savings account, and talk to me about how someone can open one up.
1: Generally, the employer and/ or the insurance company the employer uses will have access to a HSA account that's you know, that's already built into the system. You can go outside of that and open your own HSA with a number of providers.
0: Back in my former life, I worked at a bank. And I remember people coming in and they would just bring in their insurance paperwork showing that they had a high deductible health plan, health insurance plan. And then we just used that and opened their HSA accounts. It was pretty straightforward.
1: Correct. I mean, it, it, it really is. It's simple to do. There's a lot of, a lot of Different programs being put in place where you can do investing with the money that's in there, or you can just keep it set in a bank and put it in a savings account where it's earning interest. There's a lot of that. So a lot of the new stuff that's coming out with these fintech companies, um, and many are owned by insurance companies. They offer their services for HSA administration all over the country to all different kinds of employers.
0: And I also remember with my health savings account, I was really surprised at all the stuff that I could use to purchase things. And so I tried to put the maximum amount that I could every year into it, tax-free, and then use that for even things like Advil. I, I feel like even um, on there was a humidifier. One year I wanted to buy a humidifier for my son. He had allergies and it just helped him. And I could use money from my health savings account to do that.
1: Absolutely. Um, And it, like I said, it's expanding. The one thing that the, the 401k uh, advisors don't like about HSAs is that you can spend the money right away. Mm -hmm. And the point is you're going to spend that money anyway. You're going to get the humidifier for your son because of his allergies, not because you have an HSA. You're getting it because you need it. The difference is you can save the money that would otherwise be taxed and then go buy the humidifier and you can buy it without being taxed on it. That's the point. And if you if you do fund it regularly and you're committed to it, just like your 401k, and like I say, I'd rather see you contribute to your HSA before your 401k, but you're going to have tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting in that account when it comes time to retire at age 65. And one thing that that is uh, well known is that the vast majority of the expenses that you will have with health care. And I always say, and and, and you can listen to, the, uh, listen to my podcast or you can read the blog, health care is not health insurance. That's a huge point. Health care is what you pay to the doctors and the hospitals and the providers and the pharma and everything else. The money that's in your health savings account, even when you're 65, can be paid for. You can use that to pay for all your expenses. And And the majority of your healthcare expenses are going to happen in the last five years of your life. So when you have all that money saved up over time that you haven't used, you can use it when you need it. And you're not, you know, it it doesn't matter if Medicare pays or doesn't pay. It doesn't matter if you have a Medicare supplement or not. You have that money available to you. And that's what I talk about being 100% covered.
0: That is great information. I think, you know, we are getting up on our time here for our interview, but I think I could sit and talk about this. I am learning so much. So I could talk about this, I think, for hours, Pat. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome, Jamie. It was a pleasure to be with you. And, and uh, if you've got anything, uh, any questions, you can see me uh, at Cost D-O-X-C-O-S-T. You can ask questions there, doxcost.com is Doc's Cost. That's the blog and the podcast. My website is scottwdowling.com feel free to ask any questions you want. I'm happy to help.
0: That's awesome. We'll make sure to link all of that in the show notes and in the description of this podcast so you can find it wherever you are listening to your podcast. And I would just recommend, I know I am going to be listening when your podcast launches so that I can get more information. It's launching soon. And I think that this is such a big help, Scott. Thank you so much for breaking it down and making it simple for people like me who don't quite understand how insurance.
1: My my pleasure, Jamie. Thank you very much. Go Cubs.
0: (laughs) Yes, I love it. So get 100% covered. Don't fear the high deductible. Invest in an HSA and maybe most importantly, go Cubs. Well, thank you so much for listening in today. I would love to hear your thoughts, questions and feedback on today's episode. You can join the Organize Like a Pro Facebook community by searching in your groups. Just search Organize Like a Pro and we are the group with the big green circle. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please make sure you do that so that you do not miss out when a new episode drops. The show notes for today's episode can be found on our website at organizedlikeapro.us. I hope you have a great day. I'm Jamie Crozier, and this is Organized Like a Pro.